Hello, welcome to Virtual Strangers, a weekly uh, podcast solely dedicated to VR games and everything VR game related. Let's get started and go into introductions. <clears throat> Our first host goes by many names. To some, he is the god of slightly heroes, while to others, he is the closer. No one has completed more VR titles than him. To me, he is the fixer. Whenever I get stuck in a game or I need backup, he will be there to help clean up my mess. Justin, how are you doing this fine Easter morning? Good. How are you doing, Roots? That's a yeah, nice rabbit good. you have there. Oh, thanks. Yeah, actually, uh, it's pregnant. I have a word that it may or may not give birth during the uh, show. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see. So, <laughs> but, uh, so um, our next host is a seasoned PSVR veteran. He could write his own book on horror games, and during the weekend, he mentors little kids with depression as a ghost giant. Wes, how's your uh, Sunday morning going for you? Uh, so far, so good, I suppose. Yeah, well, that's good. That's always good. Uh, I'm assuming uh, I'd probably be doing some Easter stuff with the fam, huh? Yeah, well, uh, not so much. Not so much today. We, we did some stuff yesterday, but uh, today it's all about VR gaming. Oh, yeah, yeah, here, same here, same here. we, we got to go with priorities, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, anyway, so our third host, uh, you may have seen the back of his bumper as he flew by you in almost any racing sim, leaving you in the dust. The literal speed demon of speed demons, Alex. Hey, what's going on, Alex? How's your uh, Sunday evening shaping up for you? It was better until uh, I spoke to you guys. <laughs> well i see no. you're um, you're joining us from a meat locker there yeah i'm in a different location as you can see i've got my tires ready to go on the race car and uh the gym so i can train my arms ready for steering yeah <laughs> getting it done all right um but last but not least uh, i am roots not ruts but roots um i'm the host of today's show so let's uh get into the news uh, first story uh, comes to us from Sony. This week's uh, Sony announced that its upcoming console, presumably named the PlayStation 5, would uh, not only be backwards compatible with the PS4 and PSVR, but it's touted to have 8K graphics, use SSD drives, and uh, also use ray tracing technology. Um, while I'm suspe suspect of whether the human eye can even see 8K graphics, um, I am excited to... Uh, to hear everything else that was on that list, you know, um, Alex, you don't have a PSVR and, uh, I know you've been gone back and forth between, um, getting one recently. Does this change your mind? Are you more apt to wait until the, uh, PSVR, PS5 drops? This, this has basically made me, it's an easy choice. Just wait, just wait. I mean, it's going to be, everything's going to run better on the PS5. They can maybe put some super sampling on there. So yeah, it's, I was I was on the fence about maybe getting a PS4, but now I know it's going to be backwards compatible. I may as well just wait, and then I can get. I've got plenty against play, so yeah. Uh, well, what about the um, Justin? What do you think about the uh, the 8K graphics that they tout? Um, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm a little suspect that the eye can even catch that, but. I'm really excited about 8K. It'll be amazing <laughs> to have 8K in our PSVR twos. <laughs> It's it's gonna be amazing. I'm just kidding. It's uh, <laughs> I think it's complete bullshit. But I'm excited about PSVR support on PS5 and you know PSVR2. Hopefully, we'll have great tracking whenever that comes out. Um, so that's about it. Yeah, I know the article that I read was basically saying that they didn't. They alluded that 
they kind of danced around whether they were going to re be releasing the PSVR 2 anytime soon. So I guess we'll have to wait on that. So, so I guess if that no one else has anything else, we'll move on to the next uh, next game. It's just a basically P Paper Beast by Pixel Rift. Um, supposed to be released sometime in 2019. Uh, what I think is unique about that is it says that the, it's got an ecosystem built into the world, and um, I don't think I've ever heard of a game like that. And uh, supposedly the animals or whatever you want to call these paper things are going to evolve over time to your gameplay. And so I, I'm excited for it because I think it it's kind of another step, the next step for VR gaming to where the AI will start, will actually evolve with us. And I can imagine some of the games we've already had um, evolving, like taking that next step and how much better they could be. Uh, does anyone else have any thoughts on this? Or I guess, Justin, uh, what do you think of uh, Paper Beast? Do you think it'll be a good game to check out? Yeah, I heard it came from the developer of uh, Out of This World, also known as Another World. And uh, I think almost everyone liked that game when that came out. So, uh, I mean, that's exciting. But, I mean, I don't know much about this game other than what's in the trailer. So I can't say a lot. Yeah, that's, that's kind of how I feel. I think it looks like it's going to be visually stunning. But, um, like you said, until you get in there, I mean, really, who knows. But uh, it is something that's definitely on my radar for sure. Mm -hmm. So I'll be checking it out. So unless anybody else has anything, we'll move on to the next uh, next game. It's another game that's uh, released sometime in 2019. Uh, it's Nine, The Splintered Mine by Odin Studios. Uh, it's a cyber-driven cyberpunk detective game in the year 2099. And they say it's kind of like Blade Runner VR. And I, it, the trailer I probably doesn't do it justice, um, just if you're watching it, it. It looks okay, and if you're listening to the audio, which you can't because we have it shut off, but um, if you check out this trailer, it sounds it sounds a little indie-ish, and I'm hoping it's going to be a lot better than it looks. But it, it, just the fact that it's a detective game, I love detective games. I, I uh, I'm kind of psyched to see it, but um, I'm I'm a little hesitant uh, whether it'll be that good or not. So I, I don't know if um, I guess we'll we'll pass that on to Wes. What do you what do you think about this game, Wes? Well. Uh... All we have to go off of is this trailer, and I feel the opposite of, as you about the trailer. I think this is a good example of uh, the way a good trailer can build hype because I'm I'm super hyped for this game now, and it's all because of how unique this trailer looks. It it, it shows gameplay unlike uh, most games that I've ever played before, and uh, the soundtrack to the trailer I thought was very interesting and uh, I don't know much about this game but I know that it looks cool and I'm super excited to see more uh, more about it yeah I, uh, I, I'm wondering if I watched the trailer the same trailer because uh, I, 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 I'll have to go back and watch it again because um, I, I felt at least in my notes I wrote completely different uh, stuff there so um, what do you think, Alex? Uh, do you agree with me or Wes? Or I'll, I'll pitch you against one of us. I'm a bit mixed. Um, it looks it looks co uh, it looks cool, but at the same time, it does look very indie, like the voice work. 
Um, seems kind of indie. And there's, there's this obsession for some reason. Whenever you see a VR trailer where they have to show the hands, so they like they've always got the hands coming up in front of the face, and they're like they're opening and closing the hands. Like it's just, yeah, we get it. You, you know, you've got hands in VR, but <laughs> it's just, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't really know enough about this game to know what it is, what it's going to be, what the gameplay is actually going to be, um, when it's even coming out. So. I'm interested, but I'm not hyped. I'm not really excited for it. I'm just, I'm just intrigued to find out more about it, really. Okay. Yeah, so you're kind of in, in between, in the middle there, I guess, huh? Yeah. So to yeah. speak. Okay. So uh, I guess if you, Justin, if you don't have anything to say on it, we'll we'll go ahead and move on to uh, to the next game. Okay. All right. So uh, this one we actually talked a little bit about last week. Um, the reason why we're going over this is because. Uh, um, Wes actually checked it out, you know, uh, Ghost Giant by Zoink Games, released um, at $24.95. I know the game was already on my radar, um, pretty much everybody's radar, but uh, I think Wes had it, was planned on buying it as soon as, um, as soon as he could, right? Um, so Wes, uh, what do you think of this game? Well, let me start by saying that uh, I didn't have to buy this game because the key was provided to us uh, was it Thunderful that provided this key to us, Justin? Zoink. Zoink. Pre- all right, so I want to go ahead and, and, on behalf of all of us, thank Zoink for letting us check out this game. Yeah, definitely um, appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, this game, it's interesting. It depends on what you value as a uh, as a gamer as to whether or not you're going to like this game or not. Gameplay-wise, it's it's not the strongest puzzle game I've ever played. Uh, generally, this I would consider to be an environmental puzzler where basically you're manipulating the environment to help solve problems for the lead character. And uh, as far as the difficulty of the puzzles go, I, I haven't really, I haven't, let me say, I haven't finished the game yet, but up until the point that I've played, I haven't really gotten stuck yet. Generally, whenever a problem is presented, uh, I can generally just mess around with the environment until uh, things just solve themselves. That said, uh, I really do like uh, this game from an artistic standpoint. Uh, Visually, it has an interesting style. Uh, It's very detailed. It's a little miniature world that's laid out in front of you, and you can really stick your face up to it and get a close-up view of any little corner of this uh, game, and they have... uh, They've provided a level of detail that is uncommon in many games. Uh, and audio-wise, the music is beautiful. Uh, it, it's it's probably the best part of this game is how well they've done the, the soundtrack. It's orchestral music. It's, sounds like they've probably commissioned a, a small orchestra to record the tracks for this game. And uh, artistically... Uh, I was impressed with this game. Gameplay-wise, not so much. Yeah, I kind of agree a little bit with pretty much everything you uh, had to say there. Um, what do you think, Justin? What are your thoughts on it? When I first I started you... playing it, I initially was like, this game's too kitty. I'm not going to be too into this game. And it was like started out really basic, really basic interactions. But I've gotten to like scene 11 at this point, and it's gotten like progressively harder. And it's gotten more interesting, you know, as far as, you know... Because it's a puzzle game, 
it starts out really easy basic puzzles but then it, there are parts where you actually might get stuck for a little bit and think like what am i supposed to do here and you got to figure it out and um yeah like like they were saying the graphics are really nice and you just look around and you can see pretty far in the distance and there's so much detail so much going on um my one issue was tracking a lot of times i just couldn't reach for stuff that i had to reach for um it might have been your there's a snap turn, so you can snap turn to the left, snap turn straight ahead, snap turn to the right. I probably was physically turning when I was supposed to be snap turning and trying to mess with stuff, and maybe the game just couldn't recognize that I was over there, uh, and that was the issue. So you just gotta remember to stay where you are because of PlayStation VR tracking and, and use the snap turn buttons. But I like yeah. it. Yeah, I had the same exact same issues. Those damn, um, it, it's not a fault with the game. It's a fault with the the move controllers and the tracking, and and then the com combining that with the snap turn. I think you're exactly right because you're already inclined and in, with wireless and everything you play to just turn. Even when you don't think you're turning, you're probably turning. And then once you're turned, you're snap turning from there, and it it's all fucked up after that. You can't get away from it. But um, I agree. I, you know, I, I started out with this game with the same thing. I thought this is really kiddish. I even said in the, um, our Discord discussions that uh, I just wasn't that impressed with it the first couple levels. Um, and then Wes was like, no, it's an environmental game. You need to like actually check out the environment, mess with stuff. And um, and I it was because I was having the same jank with the controls. And I once I realized how to move. And I looked at it um, and actually progressed into the game. Um, I saw it for the brilliance that it is. It, it is an amazing game. Um, so amazing that I would almost be tempted to try it if it comes over to uh, PC VR. Uh, Alex, what do you think? Would you pick this game up in PC VR if it came out? If it had a, uh, I guess the first, if it was at twenty four ninety five, and then second, if maybe it was like fourteen ninety five. I don't know. Um... When I, when I first saw the trailer for this, I was really interested in it. But I, I presumed that you weren't actually going to control the character, so I presumed it was going to be like Moss, where you're kind of controlling your little guy around and solving puzzles, and then you have to physically like help them in certain sections. So then when I found out it was more of a passive uh, experience where you're kind of just watching scenes play out and then you just have to interact with the world, it kind of um, reduced my enthusiasm the game <clears throat> so i don't i don't know i mean you and the guys have played it so would you recommend it i mean would you recommend it at 24.99 would you recommend me play it i i at 24.95 i i don't know if i would have bought it to be honest at 14 that's why i asked that question at 14.95 i would jump on it now playing mm -hmm. it i'd say that it's worth if you like more of a story-based game where you're gonna interact and you you get to control some aspects of it that has puzzles as well um i'd say it's worth 24.95 but if it's not your niche um you know i know my nephew will love it um he's i do i do like i do like story-driven games so i am interested in it. i know it does from what i've heard it does look like a kid's game but i know the story's got quite a dark maybe more of an adult theme to it than you probably expect it to so i don't think it's it's well it's a weird one because it looks like a kid's game but the actual story is kind of adult so yeah but i mean I'm, i definitely i want to play it but it's just whether i'd pay you know 25 pound 25 dollars or whatever it is i don't know i think i'd probably wait for you know 
for forty ninety nine dollars sale or something and then pick it up. Yeah, it does. It it's not that it's not good enough to be that price, and it's just it it pushes it up to another level of a tier. And you think of all the games you can get for twenty four ninety five, or like Anthony from VR three six five always says, you know, like with all the sales, you know, that they have, even the, the PS four sales, like what could you get for that twenty four ninety five? They had the babies. All right, I was yeah. wondering if that money was going to. I was, wait, I was waiting to tell you. Yeah. That, that was, <laughs> oh yeah. man. It's an um, Easter miracle. Yes, it's a miracle. Oh, it's Easter, yeah. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, it's um yeah, these very big bunnies too. And just look at the baby's almost as big as my head. Uh yeah, so that pretty much does Ghost Giant, I guess. Um I, I think it's a it's definitely a good game. I would recommend it, um, just depending on price wise. Mm-hmm. So um our next game we're going to move on to is another game that we talked about last week, a PSVR uh, game released, Mortal Legacy Jade Cipher by Viva Games. It released for 1995, and it's touted to be a horror game um, based on Chinese folklore. Uh, I don't know about you. Anytime I hear Chinese in game, I, I get nervous story-wise. Um, that was my biggest thing is because they, they, they can be weird, even just the way things are worded. Um, but... It wasn't on my radar at all. I literally didn't even know it existed, but I know um, Wes picked it up day one. He's, like I said in the intro, he is the horror, um, he could write a book on horror horror games. Uh, so he picked it up on day one. So Wes, tell us a little bit about the uh, Moral Legacy and what are your first impressions of the game? Uh, uh, my first impressions are uh, pretty good. Um, I'm about, I've probably got about two hours into the game, and I haven't seen much of a, a horror element to it yet, other than the uh, the big monster that makes itself seen in the, the opening cutscene. Um, as far as the, the, the game itself goes, so far it's, it's really put me more in a mind of uh, like an Uncharted-style game, where I've basically been making my way through mountain passes and... Uh, happening upon mercenaries that I've been getting in the gunfights with. Uh, graphically and audio-wise, uh, it's been pretty impressive. Uh, the, the trailer is a pretty good representation of what this game has to offer on that front. Uh, the voice acting, so-so. I wouldn't call it terrible. Uh, I wouldn't call it great either. Uh, all in all, it's been a pretty good game. The one drawback being the controls. Uh, the way the move controls are set up with this game is the turn buttons are on opposite sides, or uh, uh, on opposite controllers, rather. Mm. So if you want to turn right, the button's on the right controller. If you want to turn left, the button's on the left controller, which, if you think about it, you know, doesn't sound bad on paper, but we've gotten so used to other control schemes that when we're in the heat of battle, you're, you're expecting the controls to be on the same side. So you end up pushing your inventory button when you want to turn and basically end up getting shot in the face while you're trying to run away. So what the effect that has is in battle, you stay stationary, which if you've played VR you know, action games before, you know you got to keep moving, you got to find cover. So it's not good if you feel more comfortable standing still and fighting than you do uh, running. But in light of this, it's still, everything else is so strong that 
uh, it overcomes the shortcomings in the controls. And uh, I would still recommend this game for $20 uh, in spite of that. But hopefully uh, the, the devs are going to patch the, the controls. I know that they have been made aware that uh, this is pretty much the consensus out there that this needs to be changed. And even if they don't change it, I know that they are going to patch in 3D rudder support for any of uh, those out there that have the 3D rudder controller. Uh, this game in the very near future is going to support it. Oh, an actual reason to get the 3D rudder for sure. Uh, you know, I, I although I think it would be interesting to have and try. But uh, does anybody else have any thoughts on this? I know um, no one's listed here, but just in case the the trailer just blew you away and you just have to speak your piece. Um, otherwise, otherwise, we'll move on to the next game, uh, which is another PSVR release. Pretty much a PSVR-dominated week, for sure. Uh, it's the Table of Tales, The Crooked Crown by Tin Man Games, released April 16th uh, for 1999. Now, I saw this game for the first time when I was researching to host this week, and uh, when I read the description, um, I knew I had to check it out. It's... Uh, pretty much a Dungeons and Dragon-esque game, but it's a tabletop and it's telling a tale. And that crow right there in the, in the trailer is your narrator. And she's, it's just the way they did it is so fucking cool. Like all these little guys, they're doing their thing. You've got your ship. It's, it's kind of like you're in the attic of, um, I guess your, your aunt's house or your grandma's house. And you find this table and you, you turn the key in and this, it's kind of like a Jumanji thing. Um, although you don't go into it. And so all this, this whole story is developing in front of you and it has RPG elements. You're, um, you got little cards that attack and you got to put it over whichever you move and your guys closer to them. You got defending, you're learning different, uh, um, abilities. You've got, uh, pretty much dice, you know, like you'll, it'll tell you, you need to dodge this or you, you know, so you'll, you'll go ahead and cer certain people have um, better chances. And one guy was really fast. Um, so like I had to go up to the top of the mast and secure the, uh, the boat, boat mast. And so I used him and then I, so I had to roll the dice and um, just the, just everything about it. If you like Dungeons and Dragons, if you like tabletop games, if you like a narrated story that will blow your fucking mind away like i spent an hour in there i was going to do a quick this keeps happening to me quick 15 to 20 minute let's uh let's play and i got so enthralled in the, what was going on it was an hour and 15 minutes and it was like it was nothing so i would def definitely say for 1999 hell i'd probably pay 24.99 for this game um but uh it, it was definitely an amazing game and I'm just curious if any of you three played Dungeons and Dragons as a kid or if um, anything like that. Like, Justin, what uh, did you try any Dungeons and Dragons or? Only Dungeons and Dragons, the arcade games. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, because, um, like, when you're playing, I, I don't know if either of you, Wes, did you? No, no, I no. never did get Alex, into that I'm... stuff. I'm, I'm like Justin, just the arcade game. I'm assuming you didn't, Alex. No, I've never, never okay. played it. No. So what's cool about um, Dungeons & Dragons, at least when you're playing with people, is you have your Game Master, and he's developing the story. And if it's a good Game Master, um, it almost feels like that crow. like, And she's the Game Master. And then um, 
just the aspect of this, I had these came up on this temple and I had to go down in the temple for one of my characters. She was a, uh, a it used to be a God or known, like pretty much had the whole society. She was a God known as it. And they, there was an uprising and she had to flee. So we went back to her city and we had to get past these guards to get down in the temple. And so there was multiple ways I could go. And so I chose to sneak around and try to go down the right side. And so now I have to roll to see if I'm going to make it. And then, you know, when I do make it and she's telling, making, you know, developing the story as you're going. And it just like, uh, there's very rare. Do I have a game that's made me feel the way it made me feel? So I, I, I would definitely recommend it. So. It's hard to listen to you with your background. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's like, what the hell is that mother doing sitting on his babies? Yeah. See, I've never looked I've never seen bunnies or what they do with babies. That is definitely like more nature channel yeah. um, than anything, but yeah. uh, which is funny, um, which is good. We only got seven or eight minutes more of bunny and I got to switch to something else anyway. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that, that I would say the crooked crown uh, table, table of tales. Um, I believe it'll blow most people away even just from the aspect of everything. If everything I just described sounds like it would be good to you, um, it's going to be good to you. That's how, how um, confident I am about it. So uh, next one, there was only one game release that was actually PC VR that was worth talking about. Um, and Justin actually brought this to my attention. Uh, Don't Look Down by Catapult Games. Uh, right, it's originally $24.99. It's on sale for $19.99. Now this game looks like a mix between the climb to the top, um, peppered in with some uh, attacking of robots. Uh, it looks very fast paced and to be honest to me, it looks amazing. It looks like something I, I could really get uh, lost in and um, I didn't even know it existed. Uh, and um, I guess it was you that told me, Wes. Um, so Wes, you, you, you're gonna pick this game up? Uh, I'm I'm considering it. This game, it has, from the looks of it, it looks like it has a lot of potential. It isn't the most graphically stunning game, that uh, part. but the uh, the gameplay could be great. It looks like it's going to play like to the top. Only you're going to have some adversity from enemies, which is a great concept. But it, really, it's all going to come down to. Uh, the controls, how does this thing handle? If it handles good, if it's responsive and accurate, this could be really, really fun. Uh, so I'm not sure if I'm going to buy it or not. I'm going to, uh, hopefully there'll be a, some reviews out in the next day or two. This game came out a couple of days ago. Uh, hopefully we'll get some feedback on how this thing actually plays. And if people say that it plays pretty well, I'm definitely going to check it out. Uh, Justin, how about you? What do you what do you think about this game? Do you know the price? Yeah, it's uh, twenty four ninety nine originally, uh, but it's it's on sale nineteen ninety nine until April twenty fifth. I'll look at reviews, um, but yeah, if it's anything like to the top, I'll love it. But I I don't know much else. Yeah, I figured that would be your game. As as long as the uh, the gameplay is close to the top, you're you're in for pretty much, right? Yeah. But okay. the game Climby, I never really liked Climby that much. So it might be a mixture of the two. I'm not sure. Yeah, it looks like uh, from the trailer here that there's 
There's some climbing. It looks like there might be some uh, jet action going on as well because it looks like he flies across one of these uh, things here. Uh, so I think it's going to be mixed, or at least it looks like it is. Okay. Alex, what do you think? What do you what, Is this on your radar? Is this something you're going to pick up or at least give it a shot if, if we get a uh, – um, I know we reached out for a key and we're hoping for one, but – Oh shit, hang on. Yeah. Well, Alice can't talk right now. <laughs> it's, tea, it's, it's time. It's, it's, it's tea time. It's Alex, tea time. It's tea time. Yeah. yeah. I hope you got your tea ready, Alex. Okay, yeah. okay, I can talk now. Okay. Right. Over, over. Right. <laughs> uh, sorry, I've got some a bell situation going on. Um, right, yeah. I've never heard of this until you guys put it on the show notes and. The trailer looks dreadful, to be honest with you. I mean, they've not done a very good job with the trailer. Um, but, yeah, I'd be interested in trying it. I don't know. I mean, I, I struggle with to the top because of sickness, so it depends on whether it's head-orientated movement or whether you, you, uh, it's more like based on where you throw yourself. But I'd be interested. I, I, like, I love the climb. Um, that's one of my favourites. So if it's got climbing and shooting and jetpacks and... We all know graphics are not everything, so if the gameplay is solid and it plays well, then that could be enough to get me, you know, enjoying it. Yeah, I was having trouble finding, just like uh, um, you guys were saying, I was having trouble finding reviews on, or any, like on Steam, but I did see a couple of professional reviews, and th at least from what I read, they were saying the um, the gameplay was spot on, and uh, so I am kind of psyched to, to see some actual um, Steam reviews um, or if we get the uh, um, the key, then we can give it a, a proper review and, and let people know how awesome it is, if it is awesome. So, but uh, all right. So I guess we'll um, we'll move on to the next next bit here. We got um, one last bit of news this week comes from PlayStation and their uh, decision to release its um, games Dream on April 16th, but not putting it in VR. Um, format till it's out of early access and the only reason I'm bringing this up is is because we kind of have a, a debate well it's not even a debate because we kind of all agree on virtual strangers but uh, I know Alex is the strongest in, in his opinion and really there's I can't name I seriously can't name how many on probably all my digits hands and feet how many games that Alex has said ah, I'm not going to try that until it's out of early access um, because he wants to play the game in its pure form, so I can respect that. So um, I guess it's just something that I would ask if that, um, what your thoughts are, if this was a good decision, Alex, you think that they're making the right move to, to give us the uh, the proper release? I don't really know about this Dreams thing. I mean, obviously I've not really paid much attention because I'm not, I've not got a PSVR anyway. Um, the, the, the problem with all these kind of things is it's just all down to the community, whether they get on board, what they create with it. Um, I mean, the, problem, the, also, the big problem is as well is performance. I mean, how, how the hell are they going to regulate this thing? People could throw anything up there and it could run like absolute crap. And right. then you've got experiences that are just really dreadful. So it's like um, Beat Saber. Beat Saber's awesome. I love it. But there's so many bad beat maps that you've got to be you've got to be willing to search out the good ones to enjoy it and this i feel like this is going to be the same thing where there's going to be so much crap you know little things that people have just created in five minutes and just thrown up there 
that uh, I hope they've got some sort of system that you know lets you filter things, maybe a rating system or some some way of getting rid of the crap and you just finding the good stuff. Um, that's the main thing with this. Are you guys? Any of you guys play Trials? The Trials games, you know, the yeah, bottom yeah. back side scroller. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Is it because there's a um, track creator tool for that, and it's actually the same tool that the developers use to make their levels. So you can make literally, you know, proper levels um, with this game. But that's the same situation where you get you get so many bad ones that you, mm. you just you'll get you'll get just some that are okay, um, and then you've got to try and find them. So it's just the same with any sort. And bear in mind that this is literally all community created as well. This mm. isn't just a, got that acts as, as an extra function. This is literally all the game has revolved around. So it's going to be it's going to be down to the community what they create, what they do with it, and with the PSVR side of things, I'm just. I think the reason they're holding back on it is because they need to figure out some sort of system to stop people from being able to create things that are just going to not going to run right on the PSVR. How how do you actually regulate that? How do you stop people from trying to make really high quality graphic? You know, throwing everything in there and then people putting the headset on and getting instantly sick and having really bad experiences. So yeah, that's a good that's point. It, that's it. That's a, that's a good point. Anybody else um, have any thoughts on that? I guess, Wes, um, what do you think uh, about Dreams and its yeah. release? Yeah, uh, I watched, I've actually been watching quite a bit of uh, uh, stuff on Dreams lately. I did pick it up last night uh, on early access, basically because uh, this is a highly anticipated flat game, and uh, I couldn't pass up the opportunity to get a, a steep discount on it. You can get it for $30 right now. It's probably going to be fifty or sixty dollars wow. when it uh, releases. Um, this is not just a game engine. Uh, this is a game engine and a game. So oh, wow. when this so when this gets full release, there's going to be a full campaign to play through with this. And uh, I did watch a developer interview last night, and there is a system in place, a rating system uh, that's going to be in place to uh, let you know if. Uh, when you're going through other people's dreams, which ones are better, which ones don't run so well, and uh, and you'll know uh, for anything that's been up for any amount of time, you'll know if it's any good or not going into it. As far as the VR support, they they didn't all they've released in early access is the creator tools, and they said if enough people wanted the VR support before they uh, came out of full release, that they may release it early as well. Um, but, uh, another thing that they've put in place to ensure that there isn't just loads of junk on their servers is there are full tutorials and classes, uh, that are going to be released with this as well. So people aren't just going to have the tools and be set loose on them, but they're going to be taught how to use the tools. Uh, and they think that that in conjunction with their rating system is going to be enough to uh, keep the junk out of people's uh, uh, out of people's I don't know experience let's say uh, but I, I've been excited for this one for a while this one has a lot of potential if it fulfills half of its potential it's going to be worth a uh, hundred dollars easy you know uh, so I was happy to pick it up for uh, thirty dollars last night. Uh, this is potentially a source, uh, an unlimited source, 
for uh, VR games and experiences. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm excited. If it works out the way it's supposed to work out, this is going to be revolutionary, groundbreaking title for PlayStation VR. Yeah, I'm just watching what we're seeing here, listening to what you're saying, um, and uh, and come buying this game after uh, the show because it, it, even before you said it, it clicked. Uh, like unlimited experiences of you know, I'm not the most artistic people, but like how many videos of Minecraft shit has you've looked at and you're just like, oh my god, and then you take that to the next level of whatever's going on here, either experiences and games. I guarantee. Um, it's it's going to blow your mind. Um, I am starting to become more and more confident in Sony in everything they do VR. Uh, I was just talking to somebody yesterday, a uh, customer, and I was just telling them that basically Sony's just nailing it. Like the content-wise, uh, if I was going to recommend a VR headset, it would be Sony. Uh, it's not going to be Oculus. It's not going to be HTC. It's not going to be any of that. Uh, from a content level um you even see it with what we have here everything we just talked about was all psvr but one game and it was an obscure game that we've never really heard of so yeah the good thing about this is that it's it's obviously it's coming late <clears throat> it's late in the ps4 generation so we're going to we're all going to assume that this is going to work on the ps5 so i'd imagine that this will be really utilized in the ps5 side of things when when you've got the much more powerful hardware you'll be able to do a lot more with it so it, it's, it's like I say it's something that it could be awesome you could have unlimited amount of games but if you've got an unlimited amount of shit with just the odd bit of good it's just as long as the systems work right then mm -hmm. it, it could be good but yeah we need to wait and see on that well yeah. I can I can say that they've been there's a reason why they've they've worked on this thing for as long as they have. We've been waiting on this one for years, and uh, it has a lot of potential. The creator tools in it, uh, you can make pretty much any game in this thing right now, as it stands. I mean, even if you go onto the early access, people have remade uh, PT is on there right now. Uh, there's, there's a number, I mean, of course they're not gonna let things that have uh, uh, copyright infringement going on like so if you put make a star wars game or something they're going to take that down but uh what's on there right now is already impressive i can't wait to see what happens when the general public gets a hold of this thing and there's a lot of very talented creative mm -hmm. individuals out there uh it's really the sky's the limit for this thing yeah i agree i'm excited for it well so you got me excited for this thing dude i want to fucking play it right now in vr but it's i guess i'm gonna have to wait a little bit so so we got one more uh new release for next week no i guess we got two new releases that's pretty much it for news um so the first new release for next week uh is a chair in a room by greenwater or greenwater by wolf and wood uh, interactive releases next week on april 23rd for 24.99 and again, um, with the PSVR, uh, I'm going to start uh, working for them now. I'm just going to keep plugging them. But uh, so this is a horror game, and um, the premise sounds really intriguing to me. But uh, after watching the trailer, it, it, it's it's okay. I mean, it, it's the premise sounds good. 
but the trailer again is is lacking to me now i'm, I'm sure wes is going to disagree with me um but uh um it's a horror game so that it has me right there um so uh what do you think wes is this is this uh video a, a janky trailer or is it is it better than i think or what's going on well this this game's been out on pc for a while now Oh, okay. I, so it's a transfer over. All right. Yeah, yeah. I've never, I've never really. Uh, I mean, it's always been on my radar because I'm such a horror game buff, uh, and I've, I've known about it. I've never really taken a look at it. I've always kind of, I don't know what it is with me, but I always underestimate these escape the room type games. Like I, I just, I don't know. I always think of them as lacking in the story department. But this week, for the first time, I watched this trailer. And I gotta say, it swayed me. I, 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 you know, maybe it's just the horror buff in me. But when I watched this trailer, it looked like there's a lot more to this game than I had initially assumed. I don't know. I haven't played it yet, but I can tell you that I, I installed it last night. I'm going to give this thing a try probably tonight. I'll probably put a video up on it tomorrow since it is coming out on PlayStation VR this week. And uh, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it now because uh, the trailer made it seem like it has a compelling story. Okay. Yeah, so um, I, I'm interested to see that uh, Let's Play for sure, because, um, you know, it, this beginning part looked pretty cool, and, you know, talking to that person in that room and all that, but it, I don't know. I, maybe I'm just was in a mood yesterday when I watched the trailers and everything sucks. I don't know. But uh, uh, definitely something to, to be interesting to 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 see now uh justin what do you what are your thoughts man what do you what do you think of this game yeah, this was a launch vibe game in 2016 and i got it at launch and okay. uh, played straight through it and i liked it but i mean i wasn't blown away by it or anything it, it it's more like a tension kind of like scary like is something gonna happen mostly stuff doesn't happen but there are some parts where you know like jump scare type of stuff um there's also a free update they did where you're in this room uh, and that's a that's good demo material where it's just like one room, one kind of experience, and uh, I won't say what happened, but it's that's you know it gets pretty scary at the end. Um, yeah, I mean there's there's a there's a story to this. It was kind of confusing for me, like the end. I didn't really understand what was going on, but maybe I just wasn't paying enough attention. Um, yeah, I mean it's pretty good, but nothing nothing great. So let me ask you this: With what you just said, is twenty four ninety nine a deterrent? Yes. Because um, okay, because that was going to be my next question for for Weasel is like, to me that was maybe that was my mindset once I because I looked at it, I saw the price, and then I watched the trailer, and I was like, I, the two didn't combine. Mm -hmm. um, and and I think this is a problem. To be honest, on a side note, like we're getting, we've gotten so spoiled by VR prices. And it's just like with the, the whole hardware debacle. Everybody wants an upgrade, but nobody wants to pay, pay the upgraded price. If we want the upgraded uh, AAA titles, even if they're going to be AA, we're going to start seeing an increase in price, and we're all going to have to shift our, our mindset. But I guess that's probably a, a problem to deal with a year or two down the road. But I, I see it coming. I see it happening right in my mind right now. Um, Alex, what do you think of uh, of chair in the room Greenwater? Would it be something you would pick up, and would twenty four ninety nine be a deterrent for you as well? I haven't played it, um, 
the reason I put my name down for this one is just because uh, I don't play horror, but I want to play horror. It's something that I feel like I'm missing out on a lot of great experiences and games. Um, so my question is, to you guys and anyone who's listening, just leave in the comments, um, what would be a good introductory game to horror, where you're not going to just rip the headset off and just quit, where you're going to be able to get through it, but it's... What, what, what would your recommendations be for, like, an introductory horror game? A China Room? Okay. <laughs> that, that, that game, you think? Yes. Or Dread Halls. I like that, <laughs> even though it's... <laughs> well, yeah. I, yeah, right. okay, so Alex... I mean, I mean Justin laughs because uh, mm. it, it can freak the fuck you... It can freak you out. Um, but it's... I don't, I don't like know, man. Scares. It's got everything. It's jump scares. It's got... Well, if you don't like jump scares, it's got yeah. jump scares. It's got tension it's got creepiness the first time i i saw a statue and kept going and i talked shit to the statue mm -hmm. literally um and then kept going and then all of a sudden i felt like something was behind me and i looked and the statue was like ready to get me yeah it's pretty good but anyway. you gotta face your fears alex yeah that's why i want to do it i want to the thing is it's not real, so I know it's not real. Mm -hmm. And I've done a few things, like I did uh, Gates of Nowhere, where the second level gets kind of horror-ish. And I did push through it, and I got through it. So I feel like I can do it. I mean, but it's just... And I, I, some of this stuff looks really cool, like that Poltergeist... Uh, not Poltergeist, what's it called? Paranormal Activity. Mm -hmm. Some of the like, they're quite good story-driven games, which I like. So they look like my kind of games, but they're just scary so yeah I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and maybe this is the first one I will try I don't know but we'll see maybe next week I'll uh, I'll talk about it if I if I get the balls to give it a go I know Wes you said something about affected the manner or something is that that's just like a short one is it not yeah it's not very story driven but it's in my opinion it's kind of tame there's a few jump scares in it but uh, you're not going to be completely terrified the whole time you're you're going through it. At least I I I, I wasn't. Uh, yeah. So you, for you a beginner, are, yeah, you guys are like, like you, I don't know. You guys don't get affected by this stuff. I really, honest to God, I cannot. My, I get inside my own head and I, I just get so. I'm just waiting for the jump scare. I think that's the main thing that I have because I know it's coming. So, um, yeah, but. I'd be. I might. I might try this or or affected the manner out next week. I think um, you're the perfect candidate for horror games, Alex. It's like somebody that uh, is afraid of heights. When they go on a roller coaster, they're gonna get more out of it than me. I'm gonna be like, okay, another roller coaster. It's gonna be everything to them. It's that adrenaline rush, you know. And I and like I've said before about Resident Evil Seven in my Let's Plays, like I've like started laughing in a way that like I couldn't control like nervously because it was such a weird feeling that I've never felt before. I think it's definitely, I think you're making the right move. Um, I know Wes thinks you, uh, you're making the right move cause he's Mr. Horror. Um, it's definitely, it's definitely worth it. I think so. Does anybody okay. else have anything else to uh, say about, um, that chair in a room? I wonder if Americans just watch more horror in general, like, it seems like Americans come out of the womb watching horror almost. Yeah. It's, it's not like I'm not scared. I'm not scared of horror. I can't mm. watch any horror film. Oh. The, the only film that affected me was um, Paranormal Activity for some reason. 
that film got in my head and I really struggled to sleep for a couple of nights with that one. But yeah. I can watch anything else, you know, I can watch most of the most of the Hollywood horror movies are shit. I mean they 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 rely too much on special effects rather than building the tension, which is where horror works more, mm-hmm. I think. It's it's all about not what you don't see rather than what you do see. So um, you know, things like uh, I don't know, insidious and stuff like that. that. They don't they don't bother me. I don't find them scary. So I just noticed Alex. They uh, looked. He looked at his hands. Hey, go ahead, uh, Wes. No, I was just going to say unrelated. Uh, a horror movie that I would love to see adapted into a VR game. As above, so below. I don't know if you guys have seen that, but I think it would make a awesome game. Hmm. Creepy as fuck. Um, yeah, it would. It would. But it's all about being in the game and the atmosphere. And you nailed it, Alex. It's the uh, the tension and VR. Certain VR games um, have a really good way of building that tension to the point where you're expecting something around every corner, and um, and in your head, it makes it that much more. So I again, I think you're the perfect candidate. Once you can get past that that wall, I think you're going to probably be more into horror games than we are. So. Uh, so we'll move on to the next. I guess there's one more game coming out next week. Another, um, I guess this is uh, exclusive to Vive, actually, um, at least for the time being. It's called Gadgeteer. Comes out uh, April 23rd. Uh, pretty much looks like a uh, a Tinker's Wet Dream. I don't know what the price is. Maybe Justin will know. I know he's got his eye on this. Um, I if you've played games like Crazy Machine or Fantastic Contraptions in VR. Um, or hell, even if you played Mousetrap as a kid, I believe you'll like this, at least from the descriptions that I'm seeing. Um, pretty much setting up a whole bunch of contraptions and, and using physics to set everything in motion. Uh, it's got two modes at the moment, a puzzle mode and a sandbox mode. The puzzle mode has about 60 puzzle. So it sounds like it's got enough um, to, to make it worthwhile. And uh, yeah, so... Um, Justin, I know you like Crazy Machine, and um, you seem to, to be a tinkerer. Uh, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I'm excited about this game. I looked on the Steam page, and I don't think it had a price yet. I think it won't show the price until it actually releases. I asked the developer for a key, but I haven't heard a response yet. Uh, but hopefully they respond. Um, I'll probably get it either way. And I don't know. It reminds me of when I was a kid, I had Domino Rally. Did any of you guys have that? I did not. Domino I heard Rally. of it, but I never played it. Well, you yeah, set up. Oh. I've played it. I remember playing that as a child. Yeah, so you set up dominoes all over the place and made, you know, made as elaborate as you could domino setups, and it reminds me of that. Um, this is like a Rube Goldberg machine. Uh, I remember this guy was on the Vive subreddit trying to come up with a name for the machine, or for the, for the game, and I guess Gadgeteer is what they finally went with. It reminds me of the Incredible Machine a little bit. That was an old PC game that I used to like. And uh, there's a game called Bounce that's on Steam that I love, where the goal is to get a, a ball from one part, one end of a room to like to another, and you have to use all these different gadgets and contraptions to get it there, and you know, it's sort of like that. So that's about that's about all I'd say. Looks like it'll be really cool to watch this, you know, like you said, you set everything up, get it all set, and you spend like 30, 45 minutes, and then you, I'm assuming maybe you can, like in the sandbox, you could save it maybe, so you could show other people and then just set that shit in motion. Um, and and depending on how elaborate you go, uh, it sounds like the sky's the limit, but we won't really know. I know that was one of the things that kind of 
lot of frustrated a lot of people about crazy machines or is that you were limited in what you could do like you had to do their mm -hmm. building and um and i thought that was a huge flaw because the human mind is amazing and people's ability to um impress me never ceases you know another thing crazy machine had performance problems because of all the physics going on i guess so that could be a problem with this game too mm, there's a lot of interesting yeah. sounds like more physics uh than crazy machines almost it looks like yeah definitely yeah that'll be interesting to to, to see watch uh, i don't know if anybody else has anything else to say on this or um if not we'll move on to the game discussions we're going to start with uh, Wes. Wes, uh, what two games did you choose to uh, talk about this week? Well, the the first game I'm going to talk about is one of my absolute favorite games, and that's Here They Lie by uh, Tangentleman. Um, this is a, uh, a, a horror-themed walking simulator for PlayStation VR. It's exclusive to PlayStation VR, or PS4, I should say, because you can play this flat, but don't. This game is only good in VR. Um, but to call it a horror walking simulator is really oversimplifying it, in my opinion. This is a, a game that is uh, very much uh, a piece of art, in my opinion, whereas I think that there is a, a very specific uh, message or, or idea that the developers are trying to get across with this thing and uh, in, as any great piece of art uh, would it, it invokes certain emotions and feelings in the people that are uh, experiencing it um, this like I said it's one of my favorite games uh, I love it so much so that when I decided to start recording gameplays for YouTube this was the very first game that I chose to show off because it's probably the most unique uh, game I've ever played in terms of uh, atmosphere and story and what it's driving at here. And I'll try to explain it a little bit without spoiling it too much because this game does change up on you as you go through it. It starts out slow, uh, desolate, there are no signs of life, really. It just looks like uh, there used to be people in these environments. And really, the whole point of the game as you're going through it is you're trying to figure out what's going on and how do you make it out. Because it is very dark uh, and uh, ominous, basically. Uh, ominous is a good word to describe it. But as you travel through it, you find these uh, pictures... And when you look at these pictures, uh, someone starts to recite some piece of philosophy. A lot of it's new age hippie nonsense, in my opinion. Uh, others stuff I agree with. It's all philosophical, though, and interesting. And it's really uh, uh, this game, in my opinion, I think the intent of the developer was to contrast the different uh, aspects of the nature of humanity. Uh, the dark side, our vices, our destructive behaviors versus our redeeming qualities, the uh, ability to learn from our mistakes and forgive others for theirs. Um, as you make your way through this game, like I said, it starts out with there are no signs of life. And as you make your way through it, 
more and more characters start to appear and more and more sadistic behavior is displayed by these characters and you're just a witness to it uh you you do get involved with it at some part but mainly you're just a passenger witnessing it and uh, as i got went on through it i, I really uh i think the developers took a, a heavy inspiration from the inferno uh by dante the divine comedy because each chapter is is denoted by roman numerals and it seems like maybe you're descending through hell and i don't know if any of you have ever read the inferno but each level of hell that you descend through uh you find another group of sinners and uh they're basically being uh weighed down by their the sins of their life and that's the way this game is structured you keep descending through layers of it and uh you might see violence in one level of it, and you might see lust in another level of it. You might see drug abuse in another layer of it. And it keeps getting darker and darker and darker and darker. And just when you think you have this thing figured out, okay, I'm going to hell. I don't know why, but I'm going to hell. Then as you get toward the end of the game, uh, something else entirely happens. And I don't want to spoil that. But I think that this game is terribly underrated, uh, very artistic, and one of my favorite experiences that I've ever experienced since I started playing VR. Wow. Yeah, that just made me want to go play it right now. Actually, I did play a little bit of it, and uh, um, I, I would say it's definitely a slow burner. And I, I kept what you said in my mind, and um, and then I, something came along, and I was trying to hide from it, and then... I decided, well, maybe I don't need to hide from it. And then I found out, yeah, I should have hid from it. Yeah, and, you uh, did need to hide from it. <laughs> yeah, I ended up not not surviving. So, uh, Justin, uh, what do you think of um, of this uh, this game? Have you you've played it, right? Yeah, I played it for like an hour or two. It was free on PS Plus at one point, so that's oh, how I shit. got it. Yeah, and uh, so it was a little frustrating for me in the very beginning. I introduced you to this pretty, big-breasted woman, mm -hmm. and she just walks away from you and then the whole game you keep running into her again but every time you run into her she walks away from you again it's just like real life <laughs> uh, so uh but yeah i need to get back into this and uh and see what else there is this trailer man look at that you got horse faces and all sorts of weird shit like it that's creeping me out just watching it um and uh and i've only made it like 20 or 30 minutes in i'm definitely going back in for sure uh, when you make it to civilization that's when the game really starts the they really uh they really start this thing kind of slow and make it more of a, an atmospheric horror game at first but as you uh as you make your way through it more and more characters show up and the the scares are a lot more active and the the thing with the girl walking away from you that that does the get explained by the by the time you finish this, you kind of understand that a little bit more. Ah, uh, all right, cool. So it was, uh, I guess go. Ahead. You have your other one, right? So. Oh yeah, well, I just wanted to uh, talk a little bit about Headmaster. This game's been around uh, pretty much since the dawn of VR on all uh, all VR platforms, and this is just a fun game. I'd really just wanted to talk about it. Because it's a hard game to make uh, a video of. It's a uh, it's a soccer heading 
you're basically you're you're at a school forcibly put into a school. It's more like a prison camp where you're learning how to head soccer balls, and it's all head tracking. There's no controller use other than to start the game. And uh, I know that sounds like a pretty much boring concept, learning how to head these soccer balls accurately. Uh, but by the time you make it to the second or third training exercise, as you can see from the trailer here, they mix things in uh, to make it interesting. There's props brought in, and uh, there's as you make your way through the campaign, uh, there's a backstory too that goes on between you, the headmaster, which is actually your captor, and the groundskeeper, which is your buddy who's trying to uh, sneak and talk to you and, and set things up without the headmaster knowing. It's an interesting story. Uh, the gameplay is fun. The physics are spot on with this thing. Uh, so that uh, everything that needs to happen for this to be fun uh, is in here. It's very polished, and it's very fun. And I, I recommend anyone who hasn't tried this to try it. Yeah, Justin, uh, you um, you tried this. Or I guess you got your name down as well. You've tried this before, correct? Yeah, I bought Headmaster expecting a completely different game and was disappointed. But uh, that's, you know, just expect something more like VR Canajo or, or VR Paradise or something. I'm just kidding. It was on sale for like five bucks, so I got it. And I played it for like an hour. And uh, I don't know, I thought it was pretty fun, but I think I didn't get to any of the crazy parts yet. Like... I can see, I saw in that trailer that it, it got pretty crazy. I just was at the parts where you just keep heading soccer balls into targets. And I was like, all right, I'm a little bored with this. So I think that's about all I got to. But, yeah, yeah. As you go on through this thing, there's uh, they introduce explosive balls. There's a level where you're heading bowling balls down a bowling line to, to actually bowl with your head. There's a lot of uh, variety in this game. Yeah, I was like Justin. I um I saw it was on the list and um and just like I I mean was like well why not I'll check it out right and uh, it, I was actually on the opposite side I was I was blown away um, at first I was not I I went through a lot of it and um, I pushed through and I was like okay just like Justin said I'm I'm just hitting these targets and they're changing or whatever. And the story started getting more bizarre, and I started realizing I'm I'm here against my will, you know, like this is not cool. And they they make they have a little bit of humor, and they'll slide it in there, and then you're getting these notes from the groundskeeper, and and so it's developing the story, and then the levels just start getting fucking crazy, and weird shit starts happening, and and almost to the point where you're like, man, this is impossible. And I played soccer pretty much for ten years. I mean, who didn't? That's my age that lives in the U.S. Um, when I was a kid and, uh, and I agree with weasel that the physics are spot on. And so to be able to, to not only have to aim it, like sometimes you're aiming up, sometimes you're aiming off to the side, you've got, uh, um, a bowling ball that or not bowling ball, a beach ball that you can hit that will go and hit multiple targets. Uh, they've got every time you think, okay, I've seen everything to this game has to offer. Like I haven't even seen the the fucking bowling alley. Like I I'm assuming that the entire game is just new mechanic after mechanic after mechanic because I've made it to the just before the second exam, 
and I need two more stars to, to do the exam. And, and I don't feel like, I feel like every single level has been something different. And for a game to offer that, especially for what Justin said, for five bucks, and I don't know that it's going for $5 now, but um, it's definitely, I think it's worth playing. It was definitely, I enjoyed it, so. Yeah, I got addicted to it. I, I got every star. I got 100 on every exam. I couldn't stop playing it. Basically, what I would do while I was into this game, and I picked it up for 5 bucks too, or something like that. Um, it goes on sale all the time. Uh, basically, this became my, my cool-down game. So I would play a VR game every night the way I do. But before I stopped playing, I would put 30 minutes in on Headmaster. And I did that every night until I had every star and everything you could do in it done. Let me ask you this. Do you believe, and I doubt you'll ever try it, but do you believe that like, if you had your kids throw soccer balls at you from across the room, <laughs> you could hit what you wanted to hit and shit? Because you probably got it down pat. Well, I mean, I, I think it would probably be pretty jarring actually having the ball hit me in the head. <laughs> but I think my form would probably be a lot better now than it was before I played this game. Right, and that's a testament to the physics right there in and of itself. So, But, uh, all right, so we'll move on to, uh, to our next... Um, next victim here uh alex what what games did you pick uh for your games here uh i'll start with the first one which is a oculus exclusive article one um this is one of those games that i was really interested in this this is a game made by 4a games who makes um metro series metro exodus and all that sort of stuff so they've got good pedigree they're not uh, like an indie developer obviously Oculus paid up a good chunk of money for them to make this. Um, graphically, it's really nice. One of the best-looking games you'll play. Um, very, uh, very high-quality polish. You know, the, the scenes are really nice. There is a, there is a problem with scale, which when it first came out, people called it the big hand simulator because the hands are quite big. Um, if you actually look on the loading screen when you load the first game. You've got your two um, touch controllers in your hand. You can see the uh, the touch controllers, like the 3D model of them. If you actually put them together, you can see the the rings overlap each other. So you can see that the, the even the touch controllers are a little bit too big. So they've got the scale off slightly. Um, but some people made it like a bigger deal than it was. I think it's not that bad. It's certainly certainly perfectly playable. Um, so you, you to get the, the premise of this game is that you're like in a futuristic post-apocalyptic world i think and you're in siberia or some sort of antarctic type environment and you you've got this chick who, who's looking after you and she she's like gives you missions you have to go out um the gunplay is all pistols there's no machine guns or two-handed weapons uh, you have one gun on each hand, but I find myself playing with just one gun because I, for some reason, I don't know if you guys are the same, but I find it hard to aim with two two pistols. I I find it hard to really pinpoint precision. I prefer to have one pistol and then steady my aim and actually aim down the sights and try and you know get headshots. So I find myself playing with the big, um, there's like a big Magnum type thing, really long, powerful one. I, I just upgraded that to its max and I just used that in the entire game. Um, the sound design is really good. The, the guns sound really powerful. Uh, the, the thing with this that put a lot of people off was the node 
it's node-based teleportation. So no free locomotion. This was a game that was developed before free locomotion was the main thing. So obviously the developers were told probably by Oculus that you've got to use some sort of teleportation. And because the whole game was built around this, I don't think that they could then go back in and just change it because it will probably break the game because all the AI come in at a certain place, they know where you're going to be stored. Um, it's like Robo Recall. There is actually a smooth locomotion mod for that, but it actually breaks the game because the, the AI don't know where you are. You, they think you're where you teleport to, so they literally don't They don't even shoot at you. So that, I think that's why you, they just couldn't just patch this in with with full locomotion but I actually liked it the, the way that they did it was that you locate you, you teleport to a set location and then you have the enemies come up from certain directions you can move from different node uh, locations you'll have cover there's one bit where you're in like a supercar factory and you've got a, you can press a button and the door pumps up like a Lamborghini door comes up and you can duck through and shoot through the car I thought it was cool and there's some horror elements which is this is actually one of the first games where I actually ripped the headset off because I got to the second level and there's a section where the doors all come down, like the shutters come down and it goes pitch black and I just, it was quite early on in VR for me and I just couldn't handle it. I ripped the headset off and I, it took me about a month before I came back to it and I played through it and to be fair it wasn't as bad as I expected but yeah, there's, um, uh, overall I think it's good. I think if you can get past the node-based teleportation, there's a good game within it. A little bit of light puzzle work, uh, but mainly it's kind of like a kind of like Time Crisis, where you you go from one area and you kind of like pop in and out of cover, and you you can blind fire and you you know you, you you're taking out guys. And what um, have any of you guys played this one? Yeah, just yeah, just I uh, I got it a long time ago and pl be, like played through it like straight through it like you know, every day until I beat it, um, with revive. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was awesome. It, you know, it's one of these games where I had to just keep playing it. I couldn't stop. And, uh, yeah, that, that scene that you said in the elevator that where all those monsters are all over it, I wanted that to never end. And I was disappointed that there wasn't more of that stuff. Yeah. That, that elevator scene, cause that elevator scene, you, you probably like spoiler, but you, you, you get in the elevator and obviously they start coming around the sides, but then one of them drops down yeah. and I didn't realize, so I was like shooting them through the thing and then I turn around and they're like, what, they're like six foot, seven foot tall. Yeah. So you've got this this big thing stood next to me. I'm like, oh shit, I'm shooting this thing. Uh, that one I, I could handle. It was a second level where you go through a door and then this guy's like talking to you over the tannoy thing and he basically says, you know, good luck and they shut the doors and then everything goes black. Mm -hmm. And then... It all lights up afterwards, but I didn't realize when it went black, I was like, shit, you know, I've ripped it off and I couldn't, I couldn't play it anymore. But yeah, there's some really, um, later on as well, I found that the pace uh, towards the last few levels, I don't know if you noticed this, but the pace really fast, you know, you were, you were zipping from area to area and you really had to be quick with your shooting. I mm -hmm. wish they'd kind of done that a bit earlier on in the game where they'd done more of that. Because I felt like they, they kind of more, it was, kind of slow pace sometimes where you had plenty of time to uh you know stay in one place you didn't have to move around as much whereas later on in the game they had people coming from all directions so you had to really move move around and mm -hmm. and it felt more like an arcade game at that point so mm -hmm. um have anyone else has anyone else played this one 
I have not nope. played it, but I, I thought about getting it a while back. Actually, um, Anthony was was one, during one of those sales, and he recommended um, picking it up, and I picked up something else instead. And uh, just hearing your description, um, the scale and everything. Now, is it? I mean, it's just is it just graphically amazing? I'm, I'm not. I'm kind of it, wave shooters, of course, but I mean you're moving, so it's not technically a wave shooter. Um, but looks like something I would try. Now, I will say, as far as the aiming, mm. Alex, I do find for me with two guns, if I just shoot both of them together mm-hmm. um, or like aiming them, I can actually, I'm getting double the damage. Um, I love having two guns to shoot with. I don't usually don't aim the scope down at that point. I'm more figuring out what works and then just going with instinct for me. Uh, I just want to say, because I've read this, someone else said this as well. This is not a wave shooter. This is not even close to a wave shooter. Okay. So I don't know why people keep, well, people keep that's saying just, that was my. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you slap me. You're literally going. You you're um, literally going through levels. So you're not actually just standing in one place and things are coming at you. I think you're that's actually, just the. the cl- yeah. oh, that's just the you cliche. Keep, it's not a wave shooter at all. It's not even close. There's not. There's, you are actually going through levels. You, from place to place. Uh, the only difference is instead of you, free locomoting, you just. Not teleportating, teleportating doesn't even a word. You're not tele node, node teleportation. So you you're moving through the world, but you're just doing it by a node. And you get to an area, and then uh, to restrict you from going further, there won't be any more nodes to go f- through. So then you have to clear that area out, and then you can move on to the next area, sort of thing. So it's kind of level. It's kind of level based, maybe, but it's definitely not a wave wave shooter. Yeah, it's right. nodes, just like Wilson's heart. Oh, okay. Well, you convinced me I, with guns and shooting. Yeah, I love shooting guns, so I, um, you've convinced me to pick it up. And uh, I mean, I was almost on the fence to get it when Anthony suggested it, but I, I just something. I bought something else, and to be honest, I can't remember the game, but I was disappointed with the game that I got. I do remember that, um, so I should have listened to his opinion. So I guess uh, go ahead and with your second one. Yeah, I'll just just say uh, just say that. Most of the negative feedback you'll hear from this game is just the teleportation. The rest of the game, I think, I don't think many people criticise it. So don't let it, don't let it put you off just because of that. Because there are benefits to it. Like I said, the your room scale, you're making use, and you having to use your body for cover. So even that car the ride. Game, oh, sorry. Even that on. car ride in the beginning is cool as hell to me. Oh yeah, it's really cinematic. I mean. You, and she's hot as well. She's, yes. They've got this. There's this thing in VR where they've got to make every female has got to have big tits, and big ass, and you, and when you're in VR, everything looks better because obviously it's 3D. So you're always slapping their ass, and you. Yes, you, know, you are. That's the, you're in the elevator, and she's stood next to you, and you can't help just just get a copper feel. So yeah. Yes. But yeah, she she's she's another hottie. But yeah, um, the other one is you talked a bit at the beginning about me being into racing games. Uh, so it's actually the Dirt Rally, which is um, I'm, the main reason I got into VR, the main reason I got a PC was because of racing games. Uh-oh. I absolutely love. No file. I'll get it. Maybe I'll get it while okay. you're talking. Okay. Uh, yeah, the, the, main, the main reason I bought one was because of racing games, because I actually bought a, a racing seat and a steering wheel and a gear shifter, and I was playing on the Xbox. But then when VR, when I saw about VR and the, what you could do with VR, yeah, it was like, okay, you know, I'm, uh, I'm all over this. So I got, uh, I got, <clears throat> I got um, VR, 
I played Seto Corsa, which I didn't play on the PC, uh, on the PlayStation, sorry, Xbox, which is great. And then the other one, which I really, really love, is Dirt Rally. This game is the most fun I've ever had in a video game. I'm, I'm just, just when you, if you've got a, I don't know what it's like in a, with, a, with a pad, but if you've got a steering wheel and you haven't played this game, you just need to get it and just try it because if you've got, I mean, I've got, a, I've got a, um, like the shifter and the clutch and everything, and you're when you're going down like a, a stage, like on the video there, and you're, it's actually a challenging game. You've got these, uh, you've got a co-driver who's telling you where you need to turn, so how fast the corners are. If it's a three corner, it's fast. You know, if it's a five corner, uh, it's a left or a right. You need him to tell you what corners are coming up because if you don't listen to him, you are not. You're gonna go off the road because the the, the courses are really tight. The physics. I've actually got a mod that I've got installed now, which has improved the physics, made them more realistic. If you don't want realism, then just stick with the normal thing because they're, they're, they're still pretty challenging with the normal physics and the, the newer uh, mod physics are even harder. Um, but yeah, it's so you can actually steer the car with the with the accelerator. So when you're going to a corner, you, you put your foot down and you kind of the car comes out and it slides and you've got to just balance it with your with your foot and. There's not many games that really get that feeling of um, when you drive a car. Because I've driven a car in real life. I've done some drifting and I've done some rally stuff. And uh, there's no not many other games that give you that feeling of trying to balance a car with your accelerator and uh, on the throttle. And the sound, the sound design is so good. The engine sounds and the co-drivers and the, the the gravel coming up underneath the car and everything. It's it's great. Uh, yeah, so what, um, I, th- I think Justin, you've, you're a big fan of this one, aren't you? Yeah, I have a racing seat, and I basically bought that for this game, because this is my favorite racing game in VR, and uh, I got like transducers, and steering wheel and pedals, and shifter, and um, I, I don't know, I've spent, I don't know, 30-something hours in this game, and uh, I need to get back into it, I haven't played it in a long time, because too many fucking games come out all the time. And, uh, but I got to a point, I got to like pro level and then that's where I was like, all right, I can't, I can't get past that level. Did you get past pro? Which one's pro? Is uh, that, uh, I've, I'm on the, I'm on the highest level. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. And I've, I, I've finished, I finished third in the championships in the highest level. Mm-hmm. I can't win. I can't win a full season, but, uh, I've restarted my campaign now with the new physics. So I'm kind of mm-hmm. going back to. Square one. I, I actually liked. It might be something for you to do because it, it does kind of re it re. It's a new. It's kind of like a new game because the cars feel more realistic. And if you if you like a challenge, it's definitely. Um, I, I'm enjoying going back through and going back through the cars and the championships, but with the more realistic physics, it's it's definitely a reinvigorated the game. Because the main problem with this game, is that there isn't really enough courses. I don't think they've, what they've done is there's two. Main courses, which uh, so you've got you've got six countries and then you've got two actual full rally stages, and then all they do is they reverse them, they split them into, they reverse them. So it looks like there's twelve courses, but really there's only actually two actual proper courses per country. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't take long. I mean, I'm sure you're the same way. You kind of learn them, and you you don't really need the contra- the co-driver as much. You can kind of Mm-hmm. Drive them without having to listen to them. Which part for me, as a, I'm a bit of an enthusiast with this, this sort of stuff. So for me, rallying is all about 
driving a stage, not knowing what's coming, and, and having to learn and listen to the to the pace notes. So that's the only that's the main criticism. Um, obviously, Dirt Rally Two is now out, and that's getting support in summer. So I'm interested in that. But again, that sounds like it's the same thing, similar sort of content. So again, did you try any of the um, the rallycross stuff? Because I I tried it, but I, it's too hard. I didn't. Really, yeah, even on the lowest difficulty, it's mm-hmm. just it's mission impossible. I don't know what why it's so hard, but mm-hmm. I just can't do it. I just can't get. I mean, I'm I'm pretty. I feel like I'm pretty decent, you know, behind the wheel because that's my main type of game. But I can't even get past the. I think I can do the first level difficulty, mm-hmm. but the second level, it's just they just disappear. I can't even keep up with them. So yeah. that's that, that, that's I, I, the rallycross side of things don't feel too great. The hill climb there's like a Pikes Peak hill trail that's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Um, but and the rallying's good. But yeah, I'd, if you if you're this if you're into rallying, oh another thing I will quickly mention is that the game defaults with. Um, Locked to horizon, so when you go over bumps, your head kind of stays with the horizon, and the yeah. car moves around you. I, I didn't like that. I turned that off. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> so yeah, to turn you can go into the settings. It's not even called locked to horizon. You have to turn this weird setting somewhere. You might have to look it up online, but you can change it so it's locked to the car. So as you're going over, and I found that much more comfortable and much, much better. Hmm. Uh, any other two want to say anything about this? So, uh, yeah, I did actually. I see. I I have a couple problems with most racing games, and I don't know if it's. I mean, if I am assuming it would help if I had uh, a steering wheel and pedals and all that, but I find that it's very difficult for me to get the accurate steering. And then with this particular game, the same thing that Alex loves about it, the thing that's necessary about it, Roots fucking hates it. I want to shove that fucking guy out of the car i want him to shut up he's sitting there just spewing a bunch of shit that makes no sense to me and and i can't explain it and i was telling them this and i honestly i legitimately can't explain it i look over at him and i don't like him sitting there i don't want him there even if i heard his voice and maybe some somehow he was outside of the car whispering it in the headset i might be able to do that but just the fact that he's in my fucking space yeah, it just bothers me, and I don't, I can't explain why. Um, and maybe there's a psychologist out there that's thinking, yeah, Roots is fucked up. Uh, I agree. Uh, but yeah, so it, it's definitely fun for a little bit. But like I said, all the games, I, I really believe if I had like even just a steering wheel, that would immerse me way more in just about every uh, racing game that's out there for VR. So, what happens in real life when you encounter a close talker? I don't know. I'll punch him probably. No, I don't know. <laughs> like the from Seinfeld, right? Yeah. Somebody right here. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I, and it's like some I could be fine with it. It's just in that game. I it just I feel like I shouldn't have him there, mm-hmm. and uh, which is counterintuitive to how the game is set up. Because um, I need him. From have you what got Alex the, says. Have you got the game? Yeah, I've got it. I've played try, it. Try yeah. doing the hill climb then, because the hill climb you don't have a you don't have a cold driver. Oh, is that the one Pikes Peak? Yeah, do the okay. Pikes Peak. That's... Yeah, I'll do that. You know, what's interesting about that is I live like 15, 20 minutes from Pikes Peak, and I've gone up Oh, to really? It. Yeah, they do the uh, the race there every year, and um, it's going up that place is sketchy. I can't imagine um, doing it. Somebody died off of a motorcycle like four or five years ago, 
And what's funny, well, it's not funny, but I, what's ironic is he finished the race and he high-fived. Somebody put their hand up to high-five him and he high-fived and lost his balance and ended up crashing and dying. Oh, so, um, yeah, it's, it's not a joke. Those, those, I would imagine if you were doing what you were really doing in that game in real life, you'd be like, there's no fucking way, man. This is sketchy as hell. So um, it's steep. But anyway. Yeah. All right, so I guess that uh, that does it for um, for Alex's game. So we're gonna move on to Justin. Uh, Justin, what do you? What two games did you pick? Uh, Wes has gotta go. Oh, I think Wes has gotta go. All right, yeah. so what? Go ahead. I'm sorry. You go ahead. You... I was just gonna say Wes is. Uh, we've already established he's. Um, we had a little bit of difficulties in the beginning, and um, and he w- we moved him to first so that if he did have to leave to go to work, he, w- he was gonna go ahead and sign off, and uh, um, and we could continue to go on. Yeah, due, due to technical difficulties, we got a late start, and real life is calling, so I'm going to have to bow out. Uh, I do want to thank you guys for another great show, and I want to thank all the viewers for uh, watching, and um, I hope you guys have a happy Easter. I guess by the time the viewers see this, the Easter will be over with, but uh, Lethal Weasel VR, Twitter, YouTube, everywhere else, and uh, thanks a lot, guys. See you later. See you later. Bye. Yeah, absolutely. Quality content at uh, Lethal Weasel VR. Uh, some of the best VR stuff I've seen out there. Um, so, uh, Justin, I guess go ahead and go with your yeah. two games, and we'll. Um, we'll all right. There. I don't know if anybody's been watching me on YouTube, but I have all these. Uh, I'm doing all these crazy ass Nintendo Labo VR videos. This is the latest thing I built. This uh, this pedal. This thing blows a bunch of wind at you. You put this on the ground and you you hit it with your feet. Um, so the game. The main games that this is for, actually, there's this game where, I don't know if it'll be in this video, but you you control this frog that jumps, and uh, some balls are coming at you, and you, you just have to do this this pedal to do a jump over the balls, and that's kind of all it is. It's you know pretty basic, um, and there are different levels of difficulty. But this pedal can also be used in the bird, in the, in the bird games. There's this, uh, this bird thing here, and um, you can use this pedal to speed you up. Uh, so like you're doing both of these at the same time <clears throat> on the bird there are these grips on it that you uh, that you pull to flap the wings and at the same time you're gonna be doing this pedal uh, so this this bird will get you up higher in the games there's like two different bird games or main bird games there's one where you just fly around an island and you're like collecting stuff and like you're you're feeding these baby birds that are around the island and looking for secrets and stuff so you use this and this to go faster. And then there's also there's also this pinwheel thing. So this thing attaches on to the uh, you know onto the onto the HMD onto the front like this right here. And then so then your mouth lines up with it and you blow on it. <laughs> so uh, when you blow on it, it, I think it it somehow it feeds. The, the the baby birds that are flying around you or something. I didn't get a chance to do this because to do all that, you're gonna be blowing on this thing and flapping and hitting the pedal and flapping the bird wings all at the same time if you're gonna do all that shit. And I think you need three Joy Cons and I only have two. But anyway, there are also some games just for this pinwheel. There's a section in there called VR Plaza where you can use all these all these toys with VR Plaza. Um, but it's like I don't know maybe like a hundred different mini games that are all shit. They're all terrible. Um, they're just really 
low quality. So I wouldn't even... I mean, those are types of games you're just going to play once and never again. But, like, on those games, you had to blow on this pinwheel to, uh, like, every time you blow, it shoots a, bunch, a stream of, like, stuff out or, you know, stuff like that. Um, so, uh, yeah, and then there's this bird dash game that's basically like pilot wings. So you're doing this thing to flap the wings, and you're doing the pedal to go faster, and you're going through rings. It's also like Superman 64, uh, which is a shitty game, but it's better than that. And that's those bird games I would actually go back to. I'll actually go back to those and, and chime some more, because they actually were pretty fun. Then there's this camera. I built this. Oh, yeah, so this camera took under an hour. This bird might have taken... This might have taken two hours. Could have been more. This this pedal took at least at least two hours this pinwheel is, is, is really fast this is I don't know it might have been 15 minutes so this camera uh, there's some video on here oh, the, it's showing some bird stuff on the, on the thing right now like that's the bird dash going through the rings and stuff um, and you have to dodge columns but this camera you're just basically you're underwater and you're just like taking pictures of things oh and then there's a scene where you're in a house and you're just taking pictures of this cute little animal. And this thing right here, it actually clicks the uh, lens. You're supposed to be able to zoom. I must have done something wrong because the zoom wasn't working. Um, but anyway, then there's the blaster. This thing's pretty cool. This thing takes at least three hours to build. Uh, so you cock it and it actually makes a noise. And then there's a button here that you press. And then there's actually a mechanism inside here. Uh, with all these rubber bands and stuff and you know the Joy-Con sits here and then a Joy-Con goes in here I think that helps it know the orientation of the gun I guess and uh, it's pretty cool you're shooting little monsters little aliens as you go through a town and there's even a giant crab boss um, I have a video of that on my channel um, and there was they were shown on here there was like the, a bunch of hippos in a pool that's another blaster game where you just like, you suck up fruit, like this is a vacuum cleaner, and then you shoot the fruit into the hippo's mouths. And that one's pretty stupid. Like that's a game I would never go back into. And, uh, and then the elephant allows you to have six doff movement. So um, there's a game where it's like, there's marbles dropping. It's sort of like your marble game roots. And there are platforms that you have to put into the right place so that the marble will get down to the goal, which is like a little ring at the bottom. And you you use this in six like six off to like grab platforms and arrange them in the in the in the correct order, you know, or whatever. And like there's a lot of depth there. There's a lot of different levels. So like that's something I would go back to. But I was thinking this trunk makes it kind of hard because you're kind of limited by this by this trunk. So I was thinking, well, maybe I'll just like move this trunk to the side and just take the the Joy-Con and just... Because it, it just has to see these dots. And then that's how the sixth off works. It knows how far away it is and everything based on those dots because it has an IR reader. So I'll try that out. And then the other game is... It's sort of like... It's like Tilt Brush. There's all these different colors and all these different, you know, types of pens and markers. And you can just... You can draw on sixth off just like Tilt Brush. Um, and there's all these like different effects like fire and hearts and snow and all this shit. And you can grab your drawing and move it around and sixth off. That was cool. That was called Doodle. Um, so like, I don't know, that's that's basically basically all the games. Again, the VR Plaza games aren't even really worth 
messing with. Like, that thing right there is a VR Plaza game. Um, this thing, I never saw that. Like, oh, and you can make your own games, apparently. I never went into that, but, like, you can build your own games. Mm. Um, but this is what the VR Plaza stuff is like. Um, it's mostly very forgettable stuff where you just kind of shoot at some blocky looking stuff. I never looked at this video stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, I would say the blaster games and the bird games and even, yeah, even the, even the elephant games, they were all worth doing again. They were all cool. Uh, so that's about it. Any questions? I was thinking about how much time you spent on those uh, things. Ugh. You got so much more patience than me. I told you guys right after the the bat, somebody said, "Oh yeah, it's eight to ten hours," and I said, "Well, that yeah. puts me out." And I, I, and then my my second thing is, I'm I'm curious. Like, is there anything that you use? Any of those things you showed us that you're apprehensive about breaking? Like, because you know, I I can imagine some kid using their foot to, to mm -hmm. do pedal and just all the different things. How long until, you know, mom or dad's having to run down and buy a replacement kit because their kid fucked up their pedal or something. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the body plastic is pretty strong, but yeah, there are some parts of, uh, and I said plastic, I mean cardboard. A lot, some of it's really flimsy. Like there's this, uh, this part here. See this, this part slides that way. And then you can slide your, uh, your headset down into it because it connects in here. Um, and then you put this back, but like, yeah, you can see this, this could easily get broken. Um, I'm sure kids are breaking these things like crazy. Oh yeah. The elephant. I think you guys saw me struggle with the elephant in my video where like I was in VR and I couldn't tell where the hell I was like, where, how am I grabbing this thing? Well, you can see this thing like goes all over the damn place. These rubber bands are definitely going to break, but at least you can easily replace rubber bands. Mm. Um, yeah, this stuff, I don't know where I'm going to put it. <laughs> to keep uh, it safe <laughs> I mean I don't really care to be honest with you about keeping it safe so you're not going to be playing this like six months from now your your go-to game is Labo VR or it, was a, it was 80 bucks I kind of got it mostly just to kind of make the videos and mess around and I mean I'll try out Zelda and Mario when those come out um, but I don't know I don't no, expect a lot it's troopers like you that that will shell out the money to to let your viewers know mm -hmm. um, the truth about stuff or find out what it's like, you know. Mm -hmm. So people didn't have to spend eighty bucks, but they got to somewhat experience it. So I know, mm -hmm. as a viewer of VR content, I always appreciate that. So, um, yeah, I don't I don't know if I would, uh, you know, what my my last question I guess I had as I, I was watching you and listening to you talk. Do you think that kids might have a better reaction to a lot of those mini games or maybe somebody that hasn't experienced as much VR? Because I know we're, you know, we're already whores for graphics. We're already whores for content. So it's to you, it's going to seem, eh, yeah. you know, it's just a shitty mini game. But maybe to, to a 10 year old kid is like, oh, my God, this fucking yeah. mini game is the best ever. I bet there are some mini games that some kids are addicted to and they'll just keep playing over and over again. I, I guess I just mean an adult wouldn't be into it um yeah, yeah kids probably love yeah uh wes's kids i think they were going nuts over this stuff from what i heard okay cool so i guess uh, yeah so i guess we'll go into your second game and okay my second game is actually this this game could very easily be a nintendo game it's a game called nog um in the uh in the game they call it nog i think 
and uh, it's ba it's a puzzle game where you have these like basically robots or sometimes monsters, and as you can see, it's it's really colorful and the the music is great and it's very interactive. You use motion controls. I don't know if this trailer shows motion controls or not, but um, you interact with it's basically a head and you're interacting with it trying to figure out all right what like what do i have to move here what what do i have to turn here and like there are like dials on it and there's all sorts of crazy stuff going on inside these things basically you see a head like that you know it has usually has a mouth and eyes you got to figure out how do i get inside of this thing and then there's usually some a lot of times somebody's living inside the head and and you have to figure out all right what do i have to do in their house to make this happen and make that happen and uh, eventually, if you do all enough things, you've, you've completed the level. And then, you know, a bunch of music will play and all this crazy triple, trippy visuals will go on and things flying all around you. Uh, I think there are nine levels. Um, this game, I didn't really know what it was because it has such a weird title, Nog. I, like, I was like, what the hell is this? But, like, it had pretty good reviews. And, uh, but at the time, I think people were complaining about the controls. Um, so I was a little worried about that. So, like, there will be dials... That like you would think you just you just click and turn and then but nothing will happen. What you have to do is on a lot of these dials is you have to click and then move your hand like laterally, which you know probably a lot of people were frustrated by that. But like you know once you figure that out, it's no problem. The controls are fine. Um, I thought it was off. It, like I think I it took like two point six hours for me to beat it, and it was definitely worth it. I think it was ten bucks. I would. I would definitely recommend this game to anyone who likes puzzles or who likes colorful, you know, stuff like that. Um, it's awesome. So, anybody else? Uh, Alex, yeah, I see your name down here for uh, for this game. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll talk about it. Yeah, I love this game. Uh, the, the thing that attracted me was just the, the, the music and the trailer and the colors. and the, It just had this really nice look to it. Um, I do like puzzle games in VR and when you're in there and you've got this thing in front of you and it's like a diorama that you can open up and there's, there's like little scenes that are playing out it's really cool really uh, and sometimes like when you're traveling through like things are flying past you and you've got this it's, it's quite a trippy effect and um, yeah I, the, the main I think the main thing I'll, I'll, I'll say the negatives that I, the, other than the controls which are a bit awkward at first once you figure out Rather than turn it, you kind of just slide it, which is a bit weird. It's just the actual puzzles themselves. Um, I found that it will basically you just have to kind of just figure out what you need to click on. Sometimes there's things that you know they're they're like on the on the side of it, and you've got to kind of like you can rotate it around, and you've got to. So sometimes I find myself just clicking on things just to try and figure out if it actually did anything, mm -hmm. rather than feeling like um, I solved the puzzle. Where oh that needs to do that to do that. It kind of sometimes felt like I was just, well, you know, what what can I click on? Click on that, click on that, and then eventually finding the thing I needed to click on to move it on to the next phase. And the other thing was the music. The music's really cool, but the music only plays when you finish the puzzle. So it's mm -hmm. kind of like you're sitting through the entire thing and there isn't really any. The music's not there. I was hoping for the music to kind of play out as you were playing through the puzzle, maybe as you do a little piece some music plays and stuff mm -hmm. so they're the main main criticisms i have over it but the out the art style um the actual look of it the feel of it the colors everything else felt 
great and I really enjoyed what that side of thing. I did. There is one that I got stuck on. And I just could not figure out what I was supposed to be doing. It's one where you've got like five floors. Yeah. And there's a basement with the computers in it and stuff. And I just couldn't figure out what I was mm. supposed to be doing. That's the only one I didn't do. And I must have spent about 30 minutes just on that one puzzle, trying to just click on everything, trying to figure it out. But, but everything else, yeah, it's cool. It was just the, the puzzles, I would have preferred them to feel more like I was figuring things out because, oh, that makes sense. I needed to, oh, to, to do that, I needed to do that rather than just feeling like I just needed to click on everything just to try and figure it out. It kind of felt like, you know, the, um, those old point-and-click adventure games where sometimes you just you were just combining everything together just to try and figure out what you needed to do because you, mm -hmm. you couldn't figure it out, so you were, like, clicking on everything. It kind of felt a bit like that to me. Yeah, this game reminds me of the game Static for PSVR, except mm. I like this game a lot more than Static. But Static, you just have a gamepad that's tracked, and you know you can move it around and see it move in the in the game. But like with Static, you're just pressing random buttons on the controller that are making random things happen to the puzzle. Um, whereas in this game, like the things you're doing make more sense. Like you know, I need to touch this thing to make this thing happen. Like it. It is, you know, some of it is sort of random, but it's it's less random than a game like Static. And Static is a puzzle game for PSVR that gets a lot of acclaim, but I like this way more. Um, this is for PC and P uh, PSVR, by the way. But uh, Roots, what do you have to say? Yeah, I, that's what I played it on PC VR. And um, first off, like you said, the the visuals, the the audio, I it blew me away. It, it I've been doing a lot of. Um, multi-gaming like i do a lot of flat gaming i do a lot of vr um some days i don't play vr at all for two three days so when i went into it i had been in for a few days and i i was like whoa that just looks so fucking cool mm -hmm. and then um what you're saying you know both of you are i mean what you're saying alex is true but i i think the game is designed to to be one of those things where they want you to click every single thing to um to to check everything out even if it doesn't do something you're learning what does and like you you turn this knob or i guess sorry you turn this knob uh -huh. um yeah. and and then the water level rises and you see that um in the trailer that uh that th floaty thing go right over that circle and then that once you stop it at the right point it triggers something else and so there is a learning curve and you are unlocking different parts of the the puzzle as you go um i i was very impressed with nog i like Justin, I knew nothing about it. it sounded bizarre. Um, it's one of the best things about doing this podcast is it's forcing me to play games that I would have never looked at. And that's mm -hmm. kind of why I think that this is a such a good niche for the show is like these are games that probably most of you have never tried. And maybe now you'll say, wow, I, no, I, last week was $3 or a couple weeks ago. Um, so when it's on sale, maybe you pick it up next time and you get to experience how how cool it is i i definitely think it's uh very worthy of um of checking out i have not tried static though so i can't compare those two so but yeah i mean that's that's pretty much it i guess unless you guys have anything else to say about um about nog no i, I one more okay. thing i did have to i think i had to look up some stuff to get past some parts to make you feel better alex I, it wasn't all my own brain figuring everything out. It's pretty difficult. It's got some some learning curve. It's got some things that you, you until you do it and figure it out. It's like I I would have never guessed it for yeah. sure. 
I've never seen the five levels either. So you've made it further than me, Alex. You can you can tout that one to the bank. So uh, so I guess um, last we'll look at my games. Um, first game I wanted to highlight is uh, Overlord or Overload, not Overlord. That'd be a different game. Created by Revival Productions, uh, released May thirty first, two thousand eighteen. Uh, it's a six degree uh, freedom shooter um, with intuitive controls. And the graphics and the lighting um, really are what makes it amazing. Uh, brought to us from the, the creators of Descent. I don't know if any of you played Descent, but um, this game doesn't disappoint. Uh, now, when I played it, the controls were a little bit weird to, at first, um, just kind of getting used to how things are. But you're literally in this station, and you can go up, down, right, left. And so you're flying, and you you know now we need to go down and you flying around and you're twisting and contorting. I could see how some people may be new to VR or, um, or maybe if they have a weak stomach, maybe, uh, would have issues with this. Um, but uh, you know, like Eva Valkyrie type of thing, cause you literally are spinning quite a bit. Um, so the game went from, uh, uh once I learned the, the, the gameplay and progressed into it, it, it just became a chaotic, nightmare and if you um if you know in a good way if you know anything about roots i um the more crazy the game gets the more i'm gonna like it because once i can get it under control i'm now controlling the uncontrollable and uh that's what i love about it um like i said flipping yourself in zero g around attacking shit coming from behind you um everything now the only drawback i would say at least um a drawback for me would be uh, the price. I mean, currently it's at twenty nine ninety nine, and um, I, I think it's it's more to me more of a nineteen ninety nine type of game. Um, I got it for free uh, because I uh, noticed one day, just happened to notice that um, if I if you have a Twitch account, if you subscribe to somebody, you get you can get it for free through Twitch. So uh, I didn't have to pay anything for it, but uh, uh, definitely definitely worth checking out for sure, in my opinion. Um, Justin, you've played this game before, right? Yeah, I got it on sale, and I was pleasantly surprised. I, I played through a few levels, and I need to get back into it. I just like have too many games, well, but I liked it a lot. I could definitely see where it's going to cause motion sickness for people prone to motion sickness for sure, because it made me feel even like sometimes a little like whoa. Um, so, yeah, you got to be careful. Um, I don't know what else to say. It's definitely descent. It's descent yeah. all the way. Yep, and it kind of reminds me of um, Eve Valkyrie as far as like mm -hmm. the way it looks and stuff, except for instead of being out in open space, you're in this confined place with corners, and you got to go around and find keys and and um, figure out where to go. And you got this flashlight. Sometimes it gets really dark, and mm -hmm. um, it definitely uh, has a um, a skill level to it for sure. Once you get moving, mm -hmm. uh, but. Uh, yeah, I'll just. Uh, have you finished this game, or have you got quite far? Uh, it's so fucking hard. I think I've made it like five or six levels in. Um, I need to get back into it because I got daunted by it because it just got it gets there gets so much chaos and so much shit from every direction, and there's multiple ways to go, and you're literally trying to get away from shit as you're flying, trying to figure a way to go, and um, it's it's. Uh, it's good. Yeah. How it's... how how do you control is it um gamepad. mouse keyboard? Gamepad, yeah. Mm. I guess you can yeah. use mouse and keyboard too. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. um yeah, I would prefer. I mean, I I don't know. I'm not I'd like to see 
um, or like if I'm going to use my keyboard, I want to see my keyboard. If I'm not going to use my keyboard, I, I, you know what I mean? I need to mm -hmm. see it. So once I'm in VR, I don't even see how that for me logistically is an option. Yeah. I, I marvel at people that do it. I think you guys are gods. Uh, but <laughs> there's another game similar to this called sub level zero, but it's the graphics aren't as good. Um, I think okay. I like this more. Okay. Yeah. I've never heard of that one. I'll mm -hmm. check that out for sure. Yeah. I, um, it's just watching this trailer makes me want to play it again. Um, just because it's such, it's such, just so feels so good. Mm -hmm. Um, all right. So my uh, second game of the week, uh, I was going to talk about is wanted killer VR, uh, brought to us by play snack studios. Uh, the reason I wanted to um, talk about this game is it's been coming up in the last couple. Every time Blood and Truth comes up, uh, we talk about the node-to-node -node movement, you know, lack of locomotion. And then it comes up how you can shoot as you're moving node-to-node. -node. And every time I think, well, we've already got that. It's Wanted Killer VR. So if you want to know what Blood and Truth is going to feel like, um, you just play this game. Uh, it's definitely... Um, very, very similar. What I like about it um, is you see all these different enemies, and I would assume if you have enough in Blood and Truth, as you're killing, the more kill shit you kill, the more nodes you open up, the more you can move. You can zigzag, you can go that way, you can come back, you can go up, down. I mean, you're limited by the nodes that you've opened up. So literally, the more you kill, the more you can move around. And uh, it's just got a good feel to it. I know a lot of people have complained about the node-to-node -node movements, but um, I think it creates a different feeling of gameplay that you can't get with locomotion. And again, it's it's one of the things that drives me the most crazy about the VR community, myself included, is like when it's flat gaming, we we don't complain if if there's a new way of moving or or different things or the controllers are different. Like I, uh, what was that zombie game? Um, Dying Light, the way that that moved to me was revolutionary. The way you climbed with your R1 button made such a huge difference. Um, so instead of bitching about everything, why not embrace it and say, this is different. Let me try it for what it is. And um, and then if it sucks on content level, it, it sucks. But that's nah, just a, a, a gripe of mine, I guess. Um, Wanted Killer VR goes for $9.99 on Steam, so that is definitely not a um, a hurdle. If you if you can get it on sale, you can get it even cheap cheaper. Uh, it's definitely worth checking out for that price. Um, and uh, so I don't know um, if either of you've tried that game or if it's anything you would think about trying. I've never played it, but it looks interesting. Did you you? It sounded like you said it's node to node, but the trailer doesn't look like that. Well, like I said, it's basically you um you're because it doesn't and I was thinking about that see how he's moving he's on a on a he's moving on a node there he's he just turning and shooting yeah so you'll you'll they'll be when you kill somebody it'll have a node there that you can click on and um and that's hmm. how you 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 it ends, just ends up pulling you to that node now you could be in mid movement and then the, uh, open a node off to the side mm -hmm. shooting and then teleport start moving that way so you're limited in in locomotion but you're not limited because you can move in all sorts of directions now as you kill things um, you know those nodes don't stay there forever so you're going to um, you're going to be unlocking different stuff mm -hmm. but uh, it's definitely um, like I said for ten dollars and um, if you like shooting shit and uh, a challenge because a few levels in it actually gets pretty challenging too so 
Yeah, yeah, I like the look of this. This the art style looks nice. Yeah. It's one thing that cell this this cell shaded kind of look really works well in VR, I find. So um I, I think they may have patched this one up with, with some full locomotion as well. Yeah, so if I, they I, have, I, I haven't played it since. I definitely like it. Oh yeah, but, but this 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 one's different because you can actually uh, I think this one's probably the most similar to Blood and Truth in the fact that you, rather than you just teleporting from one place to another, you actually move to the location. So you select where you want to go, and then it kind of moves you forward. Oh. Um, so yeah, I guess you, they call it you, a tactical teleport. So. <clears throat> well, it looks like you can literally teleport through walls and all sorts of shit. So <laughs> they've obviously not accounted for the environments because at one point it was literally like it was floating across a. You know, it wasn't even on the ground, so they've obviously just decided to just not worry about that sort of stuff. Well, no, you'll go, you go wherever. Yeah, you'll float up or whatever. I don't think you can go through walls, but I didn't see that part, but or I haven't came up to that part anyway. There was but, a bit I've just saw in the trailer where it literally just goes through a wall, so I don't know if that's a, that's a regular thing or whether that was a glitch. I don't know, but yeah, it looks interesting. I, I'm interested in it. Um, it's one that one of those that kind of the price seems too low almost like it's it kind of doesn't it's funny because sometimes when you see a really low price you presume that it's not going to be very good it's going to be short and this one looks like it's probably a really good price really quite a bargain really like there you see he's going across the through the railing he's just yeah he's just it, going it, floating through it could be that it's maybe it's been out a while i don't know i don't know what the price reason is for such a cheap price but uh um, aren't these I guys like making another game? Um, aren't these developers making another game? I can't remember what it is called now. I think they're quite a good developer. I can't remember what the name. Um, I'm sure they're making something else. What's uh, the developer? Another game. That... Uh, the developer is. Let me get back down here. It tells you at the beginning of the. Play uh, something? Trailer. Yeah, Play Snack Studios. Play Snack. Yeah, it's a very bizarre name, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm sure they're developing something else which looks interesting. But yeah, uh, yeah, this is one I'm. Uh, it's uh, I'm interested. I'm gonna have to try try it out and see what it's like. Yeah, definitely check it out. All right, cool. Well, that's pretty much it for the, this episode of uh, Virtual Strangers. And uh, again, I want to thank uh, Zoink Games for the uh, the key that you provided us for Ghost Giant. Definitely a, a good game, and mm -hmm. um, you know, it's definitely worth picking up. So. Yeah, that was a uh, that was pretty awesome that they did that. Yeah. For such a for such a small YouTube channel. So we've we've been contacting some smaller indie devs and they're not even responding. So for a big publisher and game developer to do that, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, I appreciate it for sure. All right, so I guess we will see you next week and um, you guys uh, have a good Easter. Yep. yep. Thanks for watching. See you later. Bye.